Welcome to Beyond the Kessel Run, your Run Disney Galaxy broadcast. And hi, I'm Syl the Kessel Runner. Thank you so much for joining me for Episode 7, How to Register for a Run Disney Race. Now, last week we saw the Dopey and the Walt Disney World Marathon Weekend registration, and it went so smoothly. I was so excited to see everybody who registered for the Dopey and got in, and the Goofy Challenge and got in, and it was just so exciting and they were happy and you know it didn't always work that smoothly um in the past like nine or ten years ago when i started doing these races it was a living nightmare we would sit there and refresh 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 trying to get into the website and then the server would go down and then when it'd come back up and everything would be sold out and it was just so stressful but they've come a long way you know they've got a queue system going now for um, waiting in line so you don't have to sit and hit refresh all the time. And they've teamed up with Active.com and they have streamlined the registration process. Now that's not to say that some events don't sell out. They still do, but the whole process is so much easier. And it's not to say that you don't need to be prepared for it either. And you do. There's a lot of information that you need to have ready for registration day. And that's what I want to go over today. Now, there are three different waves of registration. The Disney Vacation Club and the annual pass holders, they get to register a week before the general registration. Now, general registration, that's when the most of us get to register, and that's what we're going to talk about today. And then there's um, also the after period, after general registration. That's the last wave, and everything that didn't sell out uh, Run Disney leaves the link active so that you can go and register. And that's great before because people realize like, hey, while we're there, let's go run the 5K, and then they can register for that. Or then like me, um, sometimes I have been able to rearrange my schedule or if things work out that I can make a race and I'm still able to register after general registration. So, but we're going to talk about general registration and all the things that you need to have ready uh, so that you can get in there and get out. Um, one of the things that they've done new the last couple of years is waivers. We have four waivers that we have to agree to up front. Um, and these are in addition to the waiver that you need to pick your packet pickup, but these won't even, you can't even use your credit card to pay for the race until you agree to these waivers. The first one is the Active.com waiver, and this is where you accept the fact that it can be a physically challenging race, and you're going to accept the risks, and this is your, um, your waiver saying that you understand what you're getting into. Then there's an event location waiver. This is um, different. There's one for Florida, and there's one for California, and I'm assuming that someone some point didn't know where their race was so they're letting you know up front that you know where the race is so then you also have to agree to the resort waiver and there's one for Walt Disney World and Disneyland and this is where Disney outlays their policies and like they can refuse your entry they don't have to refund your money it's everything legalese that Disney has to get out there, it's in this waiver. And then your final one is the packet pickup waiver and they describe the uh, packet pickup process. You have to go to the expo, you have to have your ID, you can't get anyone else's. If 
um, you have someone in your family under 18, their legal guardian can pick it up. So they've had problems with this in the past, and they're laying it all out in this agreement that you have to sign and say, yep, I agree to all the information, and then you can actually pay them. So, but the most important probably thing you need to know before you register is where do I register? Because I got that question the other day of like, I can't find the registration button. But actually, that's not going to become live until registration day. And you're just going to go to the Run Disney website. You're going to go to the event that you want to register for. And when it's time to register, there will be a blue button in the top right corner with the actual word register on it. And that's what you click to go to registration. So it's you know, it's pretty straightforward on registration day, but if you're trying to find it before then, it's it's not going to be there. They always register on Tuesdays. Um, it's going to be 12 noon, 11 central, 9 Pacific. So those things you can account on, and you know to go to the Run Disney website. Now, I have some few tips um, to help you go through registration smoothly. Um, first of all, know what you're going to register for. I mean, you don't want to get there and think, oh, I really didn't want to do the dopey. I'm scared because, you know, I've been there. But just know what you're going to do and also know that you've also got to register or sign up for the commemorative items. And that can be a lot of money and a big commitment. I know I've spent $800 on registration day getting the race and the jacket and the purse and everything else so know what you're going to do and be willing to put the money out because it's not a deposit and pay later it's all or nothing also you need to have plan b um, this caught a friend of mine um, a couple of years ago she and a friend were going to register for the princess um, they were going to do the glass slipper and you know her friend got it and she didn't and they didn't have a plan B, and so my friend just didn't register her. You know, she was upset, and it, she should, you know, my suggestion going forward is to have a plan B so that in case the dopey sells out, are you going to run all the races and just not get the dopey medal? I mean, how important is it for you to run all the races, or is that medal important? And then, like in my friend's place, the glass slipper challenge the glass slipper sells out, are you willing to run the 10K and the half and not get the medal? So you just need to have that conversation before you get in so it doesn't take you by surprise. Um, the third thing that you need to know about registration is they're going to ask for a lot of information. First of all, if you are 18 years and older, you have to have an active.com account. Now, if you're like me and you're registering for your whole family, that means I had to have everybody's active.com account, and that is their username and password. So you have to have all that information, plus name, address, phone number, email address, credit card information, and shirt size. And if you have it, you need to know their proof of time. And now this one can be kind of tricky because... Um, they are, all, they are wanting very specific information. They are going to want the link to the results page of the race that you ran, 
plus the name of the race, where it was held, and the time, hours, minutes, and seconds. If you're running a half marathon, you can actually use a 10K, a 12K, a 15K, or a half, or even a full. You can use your times from those races to, um, to put in as your proof of time. Now, why is a proof of time important? If you can run the half in two hours and 45 minutes or less, they will put you in a corral, A, B, or C. And so that is important if you want to get ahead of the pack. If you want to get ahead of the people who walk. Um, not that there's anything wrong with walking. It's just that if you're running at that pace, you don't want to be in the back because you're going to get in everybody's way trying to, you know, get your pace. So it's important to enter your proof of time. You don't have to have it at registration. You can do it later. And I have a link on my blog to get you to the proof of time uh, entry. And um, I'll discuss that at the end of the broadcast on where I have all this information. But it's important if you have it, go ahead and get all that information. And if you're running the 5K or the 10K, they're only going to ask you what is your pace. You can run anyway from less than 7 minutes to 16 minutes. If 16 minutes, if you run greater than 16 minutes, it takes you like a 20-minute mile. You don't want to put that because the limit is a 16-minute mile. So, um, you know, proof of time, they ask that question. You don't have to enter it. You can enter it later. Now that you have everybody's information, you have their active.com account, you have their name, address, all that, you have their proof of time, now you need to be online early, 15 minutes early. You want to do that because booting up your system, you know, trying to get connected to the network, all of that takes time, and you want to be ready to go to get in the queue when registration opens. So be there 15 minutes early. I also suggest that you have a backup. You have that person that you trust with your information. Um, for example, in the past, I've had trouble with the network. Um, I was at work trying to register, and our network went down. And But I had a friend who I had given my information to, and they were able to register for me. So it's always good to have a backup. Now, let's, even if, like, you're running with a bunch of girls, you're, you know, you're doing the princess, you're all trying to get the glass slipper challenge, share your information with each other so that someone can help you out in case there's an issue. And that brings up another good point is having multiple devices and networks online at the same time because different operating systems interact with the website differently and different platforms interact with the website differently, different browsers. So it's good, for example, I like to have my laptop and my phone. My laptop is on Wi-Fi, my phone is not, so there I have two different networks and two different ways of getting in and one of those is going to be successful. So that, that's a good point to be sure and have two um, or multiple devices, at least two. So that is basically all that you need to know to get registered. And the good thing is there are still races open for this year. I checked this morning and the dark side, the tink, 
the Disneyland, and the superheroes all have the challenge and the half open. The wine and dine has the challenge. So there's still time to register. That's really exciting. You can get in on the Run Disney excitement this year and just follow my instructions on getting everything together and it will go smoothly. Now you can go to my website at www.kesselrunner.com on the Run Disney tab. I have a link to the registration dates and the Run Disney registration tips. On the podcast tab, you'll have all of this information that I discussed today in the episode 7 link. We, I'll have the link to um, the waivers along with the proof of time link and just all of the tips that we've discussed all in one place. Now, if you see something that didn't quite answer your question, you have a different question, be sure and let me know. Um, email me. It's at kesselrunner77 at gmail.com, and I'll be glad to address your question on a future podcast. Now, next week, we're going to talk about the check-in bags, and that is something that you do for the race. Um, they, they become really popular at other races, too, but I have some, some specific hints for a Run Disney race. So check back next week as we discuss the check-in bags. That's all I have this week from My Run Disney Galaxy. May the force be with you.